first down, they hand off to Marlon Mack. Huge hole, 50-yard line. He's at the 40, still going near sideline. He's at the 10, he's at the 5, and he will score. Touchdown, Marlon Mack. Touchdown, I-N-D-Y. And again, it's picked off. It's Darius Leonard. Leonard with a second INT. And he's streaking down the near sideline. He's at the 40. He's at the 30. He's at the 20. He's going to go. A pick six for the Maniac. Horseshoe is back, baby. The horseshoe is back. What is going on, Colts Nation? And welcome back to another episode of the Bring the Juice Colts podcast. The Indianapolis Colts head into their bye at 4-2. and two. Right now, it's there's been some ups, there's been some downs, there's been some really good moments, there's been some very uh, frustrating moments as a fan and just overall for this team. And so wanted to bring on my friend Kevin Bowen, friend of the show, to kind of discuss the Indianapolis Colts through their first six weeks, now heading into their bye, trying to get healed up uh, for when they face the Lions in a couple weeks. Uh, Kevin, how you doing, man? Doing good, Cody. Thanks for having me on, man. Always, always enjoy it. Absolutely. Well, Kevin, I guess we can just kind of run through uh, the Colts through six weeks, kind of their stats so far, and and then we can kind of dive into each position group as well. Um, so right now, the Indianapolis Colts have 128 first downs, um, you know, 36 of them rushing, 78 of them passing. Uh, so, I mean, the, at least at least we can say, you know, maybe this is more of a credit to their defense than their offense, that this Indianapolis Colts team um, right now is in the positive in a very good way in that department, um, especially because we know, you know, we'll get to in a minute, just the, the struggles on third down so far throughout the season. Uh, what's your overall impression just been of, you know, first off the Colts getting first downs and then them preventing their opponents from getting first downs? Yeah. You know, I mean, from an offensive standpoint, moving the ball really hasn't been an issue all year long. Um, it, you know, it's just been the inability to finish off those drives, which we certainly Saw them flip the script in that area on Sunday um, against the Bengals. Just outstanding in the red zone. But, um, yeah, I mean, if you're going to tell me the run game was going to be, what, 31st ranked in the NFL right now from a yards per carry standpoint, I wouldn't have expected them to be able to move it as well as they have and then also toss in, you know, some personnel issues and production issues from T.Y. Hilton in the first six weeks. And then on the flip side, I mean, just a really nice step forward defensively. I mean, you haven't played a single top 15 offense. So, you know, that is something to definitely note. But still, um, you've gotten off the field at a pretty high rate, been good situationally, and forced a lot of turnovers. Mm-hmm. So I do think there's a lot of better from this defense. And, you know, yes, there's been some leakage here in the last couple of weeks. But for the most part, when you faced, you know, these middle tier to bottom tier quarterbacks that you've played so far, you haven't had the – um career days you know obviously Gardner did what he did week one but that's really been it so um I think I think that was that's been a positive step uh in the right direction for that side of the ball yeah absolutely I mean yeah that has been something that you know we were just so frustrated about in recent years you just like why are you making this quarterback look like an all pro quarterback? And fortunately for the most part, the Colts have done a pretty good job so far, I think overall. Uh, but, you know, this is a big thing that we've talked about. The Colts obviously were a lot better against the Bengals this, uh, yesterday. Uh, third down conversions. The Indianapolis Colts right now are 29 of 74 on third down conversions, a far cry from what Frank Reich and this Colts offense have been used to. Uh, and then on the defensive side, you know, they're, they're actually uh, pretty good at stopping on third down 32 of 79. So, so pretty solid there, but then what has been the problem with the Colts getting third down conversions? It's been a problem all year. What has been that problem? 
yeah, you know, finally flipped it again on Sunday. But yeah, that, that's been the biggest, you know, non-red zone division, you know, throw it in the situational category. It's been the biggest issue offensively. Um, I, I would start with, again, the inability to run the football efficiently. Think about early on in the year, just the poor job they did in short yardage, really struggled in getting some of those, you know, third and ones to twos to threes. And that's something that um, this team is built to get. And it pride itself on being a better short yardage team. You know, I also think you've had struggles in creating separation. And then certainly Phillip Rivers hasn't been as accurate or wasn't as accurate on on third downs. Now, again, you were able to change that on Sunday and really hit on several third and longs too, nines and tens that were big conversions for you. Uh, so I just think in general, you know, I, you can point to a little bit of every personnel grouping up front. I don't think Colts have been an awful team on first or second down. It's not like they're getting way behind the chains, but – I just think that their skill guys um, haven't given them enough, you know, from a separation standpoint. Again, when you're in the short yardage, you have struggled in just establishing a line of scrimmage. A much better situationally, 7 of 11, I think it was, final count against the Bengals. And that's that's got to be, again, that, that recipe to, like we talked about earlier, you're moving it okay. It's just the whole touchdowns and, and too many turnovers um, that we saw mainly through the first five got to change yeah and you know moving on kind of to the passing attack now so the Indianapolis Colts actually in terms of yards per game are pretty good they're top 10 right now averaging a little over 265 yards passing yards per game um, but I think you know the efficiency obviously has been there and, and the touchdown to interception ratio hasn't been great I mean coming into that game Phillip Rivers had more interceptions than he did touchdowns now you know with the three to one ratio after the Bengals game he kind of flipped the script a little bit there but overall, what has been your impression of this Colts passing attack? Yeah, um, you know, you would like, I think, a little bit of definitely a little bit more um, consistency, I would say, overall. I mean, from a big play standpoint, I mean, it hasn't been, um, you know, as bad as I think a lot of people would label it as, you know. I mean, again, on Sunday, and this is a bit recent, but, you know, you hit the seven chunks over 20 yards. I want to say you're still top half of the league in explosive pass plays, but when you struggle situationally, um, there still is not enough of guys getting open, guys winning 50-50 opportunities. And then, you know, conversely, obviously Rivers has had his ups and downs and there's been good and bad with his risk taking with that Um, personnel wise, you know, the Campbell injury, really unfortunate losing Pittman for a few weeks, losing Trey Burton for a few weeks. Um, that hurts you. And I would just say general disappointment in T.Y. Hilton and, and even a little bit of Jack Doyle right now early in the season. Hilton probably more so um, considering the drops and just the lack of production that he's given you. So uh, that has got to change. You know, I thought the O-line did a great job in pass protection. And really, they've been pretty darn good in pass protection this season. Um, but I thought they were really good on Sunday as, as you made that comeback. But, you know, it just seems like for another year, you're having an underwhelming performance out of your wideout group and, you know, Hilton um, topping that list. Yeah. And you mentioned the offensive line, only five sacks allowed so far through six games. That's obviously phenomenal. Um, Let's stay with some of these uh, receivers. Um, So obviously right now, it's kind of, kind of telling (laughs) Naeem Hines is your leading receiver with 23 catches for 146 yards. Uh, Man, it's been so weird. You mentioned some of those injuries to Paris Campbell, Michael Pittman, you know, having guys in and out of line, Trey Burton, you know, Jack Doyle for a game, Mo Ali Cox. Like, it seems like every single week somebody's injured or somebody's coming back. 
So uh, what have you made of this receiving core, whether that be, you know, we'll throw Naheem Hines in there as well. Uh, you know, wide receivers, tight ends, you know, the Colts obviously are now a little bit more healthy at the tight end position. What has your been, overall impression been through six weeks of this skill position group in terms of pass catchers? Yeah, I, I've been disappointed overall. Again, I talked about some of the injuries and they are unfortunate in their own rights, but um, you know, you expected more and you need more because, you know, Philip Rivers in coming over from the Chargers, certainly there were things that the Colts could provide him on paper that you would think was better than what he had at the Chargers. But from a pass catching standpoint, you didn't have better wideouts or, you know, even that number one tight end um, that could help him out and, you know, win more of the 50 50 routes and win more of the 50 50 balls and things like that. So um, I think that was something that definitely you know, was different and you were worried about and concerned about. And I don't think that group has necessarily lived up to it. And as you look towards the off season and think about Hilton in a contract year and you know, Trey Burton on a one-year deal and, you know, things like that, um, that has been disappointing to me of you haven't really stabilized that group and, you know, your, your young wideouts really injury related, haven't been able to prove themselves uh, and deliver for you. I mean, you know, when you're at week six of the season and Marcus Johnson and, and DeMichael Harris are contributing as much as they did, great work by them on Sunday. They should be commended for that. But the Colts just didn't want to be in this situation this early in the year. So um, overall, I think I've been disappointed with the pass catching group. Mm. Yeah, but out of those disappointments, there's always guys that impress you. Who are some of those guys that have you know, maybe surprisingly or maybe not surprisingly kind of impressed you through six weeks? Well, I mean, start with Johnson. I mean, that you know, just the amount of a route tree he provided this team on Sunday, I thought was notable. Again, not just the big plays. He did a little bit of everything, even underneath for you. And, you know, finally getting a 100-yard wideout this season. Um, you know, and, and to Michael Harris is an undrafted free agent. You know, who would have thought at this point of the season uh, of the young wideouts, it's not Patman, it's not Fountain, it's, it's Harris that has made the most impact um, you know, non-Michael Pittman division. Uh, and then I, I, I like what Trey Burton has brought a couple of weeks of, of playing. Um, you can see him get open. He is a red zone weapon. He's a versatile guy as well. Got to stay healthy. But I think if he can stay healthy, um, he can be that consistent, you know, critical situation guy for you. You know, we saw Rivers turn to him on a big third down late in that game as well. I know he got a little bit banged up. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. Uh, and then, Mo Ali Cox, probably another name I throw in there. I like to see him more involved. You know, hope we get him back in the lineup, you know, pretty quickly. But uh, he is a you know young guy that you feel like okay, he's showing that you know there's a potential building block there moving forward. Mm -hmm. You mentioned to Michael Harris, and I kind of had this thought yesterday, and I kind of kind of wanted to run it by you too. You know, obviously Paris Campbell, we noticed there's a notable difference from week one all the way now through week six of you know just you've lacked that explosive player like a Paris Campbell, uh, do you think potentially DeMichael Harris, maybe in a smaller role, obviously, he's an undrafted free agent for a reason, do you think he could potentially help help you out in that department, getting more of an explosive type of receiver? Because you have all these possession-type receivers, you know, uh, but you don't really have that home run hitter right now in terms of your wide receivers. Do you think potentially he could be a guy that could kind of change up your offense and maybe give it a little bit more of a spark moving forward? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think it's a really good point. Um, you know, I wouldn't necessarily call him a home run hitter. I'd almost call him a guy that can, you know, get you a little single and make something out of nothing 
when it looks pretty bleak underneath. You know, he, I, I think his short area quickness is where he can really help you out, not necessarily maybe vertical over the top speed. I think it's a lot of, okay, you're in the slot. It's man coverage. Can you go win? Can you simply win one-on-one? Um, you know, you saw him touch the ball on a screen yesterday and make something there as well. I think that is missing for this offense as well. And that's where the Campbell injury certainly is a big, big issue for this football team right now. And, you know, even Ashton Doolin, um, you know, maybe hasn't emerged outside of the the special teams role that he has week in and week out. So, you know, Harris flashed during camp. I uh, I know the Colts are trying to keep that pretty hush-hush, but I, I thought he was somebody that could get on the practice squad and potentially make an impact at some point. And it's taken some injuries and whatnot, but I was intrigued by what I saw yesterday and wouldn't mind to see him uh, in, in the slot a little bit more moving forward. Yeah, absolutely. Let's talk about this Colts running game. Obviously a far, far, far cry from what it was last season. I mean, last season was top 10 this season's bottom half of the league so far. I mean, right now you kind of think about it, you know, the Colts overall are averaging 3.6 yards per carry and, you know, we said the Colts are pretty good at stopping the run. The Colts are stopping them at 3.5 yards per carry. So not really much of a difference there from running the football to stopping the run. Um, we say the Colts are a top unit in stopping the run. So that just kind of tells you how bad it's been in running the football. You know, there's been some bright spots, obviously. Jonathan Taylor, I thought he had a, another pretty decent day, he, you know, in terms of yards per carry. He's been pretty solid throughout the year. But overall, man, you know, you talk about how good this offensive line has been in pass protection. It it just has not been pretty, in my opinion, in running the football. What is your take, Ben, of this O-line through six weeks now running the ball? Yeah, again, I would say probably the biggest disappointment on the team, honestly, considering how much you have invested into that part of your offense, um, personnel-wise, scheme-wise, everything. Uh, and you need a lot, you know, on, on, on to, for that run game to produce to alleviate some things from Phillip Rivers. Um, yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor, five yards per carry yesterday. It was just that one series where he had the back-to-back 39 yards on two carries. You know, besides that, you had 10 carries of very inconsistent run run play. And that's been far too often um, kind of the narrative here, you know, throughout the first six weeks of the season. And so, yes, I think from a run-blocking standpoint, you've struggled. Um, I, I don't think your tight ends and wideouts have blocked well enough either when they've been involved in the mix. I don't put it just on the offensive line. Uh, you know, Taylor's vision, I still think, can make a stride. You get him an open field, I feel like he's much more confident of a of a player. Um, it seems like, you know, when he's in between the tackles, he just lacks a little bit of just that decisive cut ability, get up field, truly see a hole, and you'll get to that second level where, you know, then his you know track speed can kind of show off. So for this team to do anything in the month of January, it's got to become a better run team. Yeah, it's just been very puzzling after the last, you know, really the second half of 2018, 2019, and now it's just completely night and day different. And, you know, obviously I feel like Marlon Mack's injury, like we knew that was going to be significant, but not this significant. I mean, it's just been crazy to see the the drop off in the running attack. So I think you're definitely right. They need to improve in that area uh, a great deal because it's been definitely uh, rough so far. Um All right, well, let's move over now to the defense. Let's talk about this Colts defense. Right now, you know, they're still a pretty darn good unit. They've had a couple stinkers of first halves the last two weeks, but, you know, the second half of both these past two weeks, they've allowed a total of six points throughout the season. Uh, They've allowed six and a half points in the second half um, on average. So 
What has your take been on this defense? Kind of seems like it's a little bit the last two weeks, especially night and day from the first and second halves. Yeah, I mean, I would say unquestionably an improved unit for sure. Um, I, I really can't wait to see him in November when you're going to face finally some legit offenses. You know, like I was saying earlier, you haven't faced the top 15 offense yet this season. So um, I, I, I'm you know kind of waiting for that, get more of that January test. Um, but still, you're taking the ball away at a high rate. Situationally, you've been really good. It seems like second half adjustments ha- have been, has been a strength as well, um, which is key. But, uh, you know, these first halves, these past couple of weeks, have been extremely disappointing to see just the amount of points that you've given up, whether it be, you know, again, 24, I guess it was, against the Browns, or no, 20 against the Browns and 24 against the Bulls. I mean, that is just an absurdly high number that is not going to be winning football in the month of January. So, um, you know, again, the emergence of Julian Blackman at the back end, Kenny Moore continuing to play at a high level. You know, I think you've, you've shown your depth at linebacker. Um, you know, when Leonard gets back and healthy, you'd like to see a few more game-changing plays from him. You know, Buckner has been just about everything you could ask for. We'll see where Kamoko Turi factors in once he gets healthy as well, because I think a consistent pass rush has been missing in some of these starts that you've had. Uh, these these past couple weeks but I think it's kind of a a, a bit of a I don't know just kind of an inaccurate grade right now for this defense again I think it's improved I don't think it's top five good which is probably where they fall in a lot of league rankings right now Uh, I think it's probably more in like the tennis range but again you're going to get much more of a litmus test here when you face Tennessee a couple times you face Baltimore you face Green Bay and you know even when you face Pittsburgh later in the year yeah, um, you know, you mentioned right now the Indianapolis Colts rank number one in terms of opponent passing yards per game, but, you know, they allowed 26 points to Joe Burrow and the Bengals, so something has to give there. And uh, I, I guess I'm curious, and we can talk about this because this definitely factors into this passing attack. How concerned are you about the lack of consistent pressure from these Colts defensive linemen? I mean, Buckner obviously has been as good of a- as advertised, but it seems like for whatever reason, you Joe Burrow got destroyed, got beat up, seven sacks against the Ravens, and then he comes and the Colts get two sacks the entire game. How concerned are you about this Colts' lack of pass rush outside of Buckner? Yeah, very. Um, you know, it's always been a thing where Matt Eberflus, you know, mentions, you know, we feel like we can get home with four, and ideally we would get home with four, but that just hasn't happened. And, you know, I talked about Ture over here. You know, it, when he gets healthy, which I think is still a little bit up in the air, you know, that's going to be such a big presence that you need him to be an explosive edge guy off because I just don't think you have that. Um, like you said, Buckner is giving you tons of quarterback hits in there. I'd like, if I nitpick a little bit, I'd like to see a little bit more in the first half of games. Maybe I'm talking about the last two weeks. I don't think Russian cover have matched up. But yeah, I mean, again, that this is probably one of my bigger worries about this defense right now is just you're pretty committed to you know sticking with four yes they brought a little bit more pressure yesterday I saw Xavier Rhodes corner blitz late in the game so I mean they have brought some blitzing but it's a little bit too late um, for my liking and just a little bit too much in you know believing in um, we're gonna have you know whatever we're gonna have these four get home early on in games Mm. yeah I mean I'm definitely I definitely am there with you I think potentially and we'll, we'll talk about it a little bit you know maybe the Colts need to to change some snap counts because you know some of these younger guys haven't necessarily got as many snap counts as you'd like to see um, and hopefully they can get some more moving forward and help it help you out in the pass rush department 
Um, but let's talk about the secondary a little bit. So obviously Xavier Rose brought over. He was the big, he was a big name in the secondary that was brought over this off season. I've been thoroughly impressed by Xavier Rhodes throughout six weeks. Um, so what has your impression been of Xavier Rhodes, TJ Carey and, and Rocky Stan and all these corners so far throughout the season? Yeah. You know, I think Rhodes, we, I think there was like a little bit of volatility with him coming here and obviously week one didn't play very well, but since then, I mean, for the most part, he's been really good. And I, I just, I, I think you really appreciate him and Rocky seen both contesting more balls. It has not been perfect. Rock's had a few, probably a few more hiccups than, uh, than Xavier, but still, I just think in general, they're getting their hands involved and just a little bit more, you know, it sounds so elementary, but they're just closer in coverage. And that just is so needed um, for this defense, obviously to get off the field on a consistent basis. And then Kenny Moore continues to be, I think just the most solid player in this football team just quietly goes about his business and, and is everywhere around the ball on a weekly basis. Uh, Rock again, a little bit more up and down from him, you know, safety wise, you know, Julian Blackman, just his instincts, what he's been able to do finding the football. And I just, I have to remind myself, I'm like, wait, the ACL was 10 months ago and he's still doing, you know, we, we, we just forget about that and finishing off that game yesterday. I mean, how many times have we seen the Colts defense in that situation and not finished that game? That was a big, I think, step in the right direction as well. So a little bit more playmaking from the secondary, which is key. I'm sure there's been some moments where the Russian cover, I don't think have you know, been in sync and there's been some issues there, but for the most part, I think you're getting more just activity from that secondary. Yeah. I mean, I'm super encouraged by, you know, what I've seen from these two safeties. I'm, I'm really excited for what, what the future holds for both these guys, for Blackman and obviously Kari Willis, who who had a big stop there on, I believe it was third or fourth down. So I'm excited yeah, about the secondary as well. Um, and, and I guess we can talk a little bit about just the depth the Colts have right now. I mean, you think about it. They've missed their all-pro linebacker, Darius Leonard, for the last two weeks and really haven't missed a whole lot of – really a, a lot of beat. Like Bobby Okariki, you know, credit him. He should have had two picks yesterday. But, you know, all in all, he's played very, very well considering the circumstances, considering the injury he had, the surgery he had. He stepped in and I thought he's performed well. What's your impression, Ben, of Okariki and these Colts linebackers? Yeah, I mean, you certainly see his length, and, and that's what stands out the most. Um, you know, him in coverage, you can see why the Colts want him on the field. You know, I thought yesterday, Anthony Walker, just a little bit in coverage. You see why they want to go with Okariki and Leonard mm-hmm. on the field on those passing downs. Um, and and I, I am glad. I, I'll go back to the safeties real quick. I'm glad you mentioned Kari Willis. We, we pro- he's probably taken for granted a little bit too much. Um, just so solid and around the ball. You love his instincts. Um, you know, I, I will say with Leonard, when he was healthy, again, you want more splash plays. And he set just an insanely high bar for himself with that. But I think that's something where he can take a step forward and just, again, getting back to the, here's my sacks. Here are these turnovers. Uh, this is what I'm, I'm, I'm really for over the course of a 60, 70 game um, or 70 play sort of game. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, linebacker we thought was probably the best, deepest position on the team. And I think it's you know, for the most part, lived up to it. Yeah, I definitely agree. I think it's been super, super encouraging to see that happen, you know, despite the fact you're missing your, 
like I mentioned, your best player on defense. So super encouraging there, but it also will be good to have him back in a couple of weeks for sure. Um, and then the Colts rushing, rushing defense has been phenomenal as well. You know, say what you want about this defensive line in terms of getting the pass, you know, getting to the passer, but they've been really, really good. I mean, this defense overall has been really, really good at stopping the run. Uh, yesterday they did a really good job. I felt like on Joe Mixon really don't feel like they've been uh, abused that by any, by any, offense running the football this season obviously they're gonna have to play Derrick Henry twice still who gosh that man is so hard to take down and uh but you know right now the Colts right now sit at, at number three in terms of, of rush defense at 88 a little over 88 yards per game uh and I feel like the last couple of weeks especially the last three they've been better against the run than they were early on so what's your impression been overall of this Colts run defense you know, it's funny. It's kind of been a constant in the Matty Refluse era. They've been a pretty good run defense team. We probably, again, don't give enough credit for um, that unit for, for doing that. But this year, they've almost you know taken it to another level. Um, Grover Stewart deserves a big, big pat on the back for that. Um, you know, yesterday early on, this team just got steamrolled against the run, but then bowed up and stepped up in the second half with that. Um, like you said, Cody, I mean, there are some the, – the test of all tests – coming up with what Tennessee will offer and certainly even Baltimore I'd throw in there as well, even though it's a different rushing um, offense. Uh, but still, I would say from a consistency, what has showed up every single week over six weeks outside of special teams, it's, it's been the run defense. Yeah, I definitely agree. I've been really encouraged by what they've been able to do. Even if early on some teams have gotten some decent rushes on them, They've stepped up and then they've battened down the hatches and they've really done a good job, I feel like. So super encouraged by that. All right, let's move on. You mentioned the special teams. Let's talk about the special teams unit. I mean, overall, man, I would argue they have the best special teams unit in the league from puncher to kicker to punt return to kick return. All these guys very much impressed me. What is your take, Ben, of this Colts special teams unit so far? Man, it's it's hard to argue, you know, with, that statement even though it is it is a bold statement you know I I, I seriously mean I think Rigoberto Sanchez has played his position better than anyone else um, on the Colts roster and and again that's high praise considering what a guy like DeForest Buckner has brought but I think Sanchez is that good for you um, so far um, and, and they've controlled field position obviously Hot Rod has made you know 90 whatever percent of his kicks a very high number extra points thrown in there, not to mention field goals. So it's exactly what you want from a kick and gain standpoint. Your coverages have been pretty good. You obviously busted the big return, um, you know, a few weeks or I guess last week against Cleveland. So, yeah, I mean, it's it, it's been sound. It's been very solid. Um, it helped you dominate those games in the month of September because you controlled field position so much. Um, so, yeah, really, really good work by Bubba Ventrone and that, and that entire unit, really. Yeah. Yeah. I've been impressed for sure. All right. Well, the last thing I want to talk about, so obviously the Colts aren't going to play this next week. They're going to get some rest. They're going to hopefully get some guys back. Kevin, what are some things you want to see from the Colts? Potentially, you know, maybe some roster moves, maybe some guys getting more playing time, whatever it is. What are some things that you want to see from this Colts team moving forward? Cause it's going to be a gauntlet coming up after the bye week. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, certainly, um, I think just generally from a health standpoint, how much this team could benefit from, you know, Michael Pittman coming back and producing at a high level. Obviously, we saw T. Higgins, what he did yesterday. You know, Colts would love, love for that to happen. Um, Kamoko Terry on defense, if he can get back at some point, you know, in November and, and give you that edge 
you know, presence that I think will be so needed to really diversify what you have from a pass rush standpoint. Those two stand out to me the most just individually. Uh, you know, as far as playing time, you obviously want to see wideouts emerge. Um, you know, you, you got to have T.Y. Hilton become a number one presence. Again, I don't think this team is going to do a whole lot of damage in the month of January unless you really, really get that going. Um, you want to see the offensive line take strides in the run game. And then defensively, um, you know, whatever's happening in these first halves from a Russian cover standpoint, that has to change as well. So, um, you know, individually, uh, play time-wise, yeah, I mean, you mentioned some of the younger defensive linemen earlier. But, you know, outside of Taekwon Lewis, I'm not sure, you know, Banigou had a couple moments yesterday, but he's been largely quiet, you know, through the first six weeks. Um, so I, I'm not really sure play time-wise what you would see. Allie Cox, you know, when he's healthy, getting more um, – time out there, maybe some up-tempo stuff offensively. Um, so, yeah, I guess those are some of the things that kind of stand out to me. Okay. Makes sense. Well, yeah, hopefully the Colts listen to you and they, they start to figure out some of these things because, <laughs> man, I mean, it's going to be a tough schedule coming up. I mean, so far, the Colts have had it pretty easy, quite honestly, through with their schedule. I mean, they haven't played really any contenders up to this point. Maybe, maybe you could throw Cleveland in there, maybe Chicago. But, you know, overall, compared to the teams they're about to play, I mean, it's been – it's been a cakewalk so far. So yeah, you're definitely right. Hopefully they, they do a lot of self-evaluating they get some key pay- players back and that can help them be more competitive down the road. But thanks Kevin so much for coming on, man. Really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, you enjoy kind of your week off. It's going to be probably a, a little bit refreshing for you. No, definitely. I will. Hopefully the weather cooperates a little bit and, uh, and <laughs> I'd say from a professional standpoint, up with the news cycle stays quiet and uh, a week from Monday the Colts will be back on the practice field against the Lions sweet sounds good well thanks so much man and, and thanks for coming on as always and take care yep have a great bye week Cody hey, you too